360. I'm your host, Chris Duchamp. Today we're continuing interviews, and with me, I have Jared Randall, Local 3573 trustee. How you doing, Jared? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we talked a little bit earlier. You've watched a few of these podcasts already, the interviews, so the format's going to be the same. Are you ready to get started? Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of the show. I'll tell you. Are you? Are you? Are you one of our 55 I, subscribers? Uh, We're over 50 now, so that's uh, I'm, pretty exciting. I'm not nearly as interesting as as some of my uh, my colleagues, but uh, I'm happy to be here nonetheless. So we keep getting, and Matt can tell you, we keep getting uh, toppers for the unique or interesting uh, thing that no one would know about you. So we'll see how yours. Oh, we'll, we'll give you a, a scale of what what Matt one to one to top ten. We'll, we'll figure what out that what that looks like. Okay, oh, cool. Man, no pressure. All right. All right. So let's get started. Uh, what was your childhood like and where did you grow up? Uh, I was born uh, at Good Sam here in Phoenix. Um, grew up. Uh, and and just, just for Matt, that was, that's now University Medical Center. University uh, Medical Center now. <laughs> yes, thank you. I have a hard time with that. Um, grew up in North Phoenix uh, primarily. Went to North Canyon High School. Um, oldest of five kids. And... Uh, Grew up a uh, pretty pretty religious family. Um, yeah, good childhood, and uh, love love being from Arizona. It's a, it's a great place to live. Yeah, awesome. So a native, we, we've interviewed a few natives, but it is still pretty unique, right? We're kind of like the melting pot from all these other states. Typically, people that don't want to grow up or have grown up in the cold weather, nasty weather, they want to move here for sunshine. Oh, I, so. I get it. Yeah, I, I there's a lot of a lot of. Uh, Benefits to living here, so I, I completely understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, school? Did, were you like academic? Did you play sports growing up? What did that? Uh, what yeah, did that I, like? I played. I played sports. Uh, did a little bit of everything. I was probably uh, probably best at wrestling. Um, not not great, um, but uh, yeah, I always stayed active playing uh, basketball, football, uh, baseball. Um, I really enjoy watching baseball. Unfortunately, I don't have. The ability to play it at a high level, uh, but I, I enjoy all sports. So, did you see the World Baseball Classic? The USA got beat by Mexico. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, kind of a shocker, right? When you yeah. look at some of the the big names for USA that were playing, it was it was kind of interesting, right? Yeah, that team, the roster is stacked. So, when you see anybody beat those guys, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad I didn't put any money on that game. That's yeah, sure. I thought for sure, right, between <laughs> Goldschmidt and Trout and all those, you're like, oh, they're just going to be bombing home runs, and, and they, they didn't do so well on their, their batting averages. Yeah. At least yeah. not that day, right? Yeah, it's it's just one game. They'll be all right, I think. Yeah, I hope so. It sounds like they've got to win a couple back-to-back, though, to even stay in contention, right, to make it to the championship. That's true, yeah. I believe in them. We'll yeah. see. Well, I, I, I do, too. I was really <laughs> upset when Paul Goldschmidt kind of – Kind of got the raw deal from the D-backs, right? Like he was a really, really good, not only just a good player, but a good all-around guy. Oh, completely agree. Great human being. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. Root for him. Very cool. So you get done with high school. What was the next uh, step for you? So uh, when I was 15 years old, I, uh, I began working at Albertsons Bagging Groceries. Um, I did too, but for a competitor. I was a bagger okay. at Smitty's. Oh, nice. Which okay. dates me a little bit. Matt, was Smitty's even around when you were growing up? But I don't think it was, right? Fries had already bought them out? Yeah, it didn't exist. Yeah, it shows you, shows you how old. Smitty's how old was great. I love That's actually where we shopped with Smitty's. Uh, but I began working at Albertsons. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So <laughs> you worked at Albertsons, but you shopped at Smitty's? Yeah, I can say that now. I, I, don't, I don't have to hide that fact anymore. I, I, yeah, I grew up with Smitty's. So, uh, yeah, I shopped there as long as they were around. Um, 
but uh, with Albertsons, um, I found myself, uh, you know, it's pretty simple in retail. You, you show up, you have a good attitude, you work hard, and you can do well. So uh, before I knew it, I was a grocery manager at 19 oh, wow. years old, um, making pretty pretty good money for, for a 19-year-old kid. And um, I, I worked uh, there for uh, about 10 years, and uh, it, it was just tough to leave, you know, because uh, with me anyway, the more money I make, the more money I spend, especially at that point in my life. So uh, just to, to let you know, I, I, being a little bit older than you, uh, I think that's true at any point in life. Oh, it's like still true. To make me. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I still I still have the same problem, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I had this I had this uh, young kid working for me. You know, years later, I'm a grocery manager, and this kid is just great. He, he all the things that you look for has a great attitude. Works really hard. Um, I liked him a lot. And uh, I approached him about going into the management program and, you know, kind of trying to put him on the track to, you know, uh, making a career with our organization. And uh, he's like, no, man, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be a fireman. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I've always wanted to go into public, public service. My, my dad did 32 years with Phoenix PD. Um, but he had said, son, don't, don't test for PD. It's, uh, it's a lot different than when I got hired. Um, this really changed. If I could go back, I, w- I probably would have done fire. I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't get hired, you know, on a, a fire department unless you're related to somebody. Because at the time it was incredibly, incredibly tough. I had friends that had been testing for years and, and some gave up and some stuck with it. Um, but this kid was dead set on it. And, uh, Long story short, he ended up getting on at 18 years old with Phoenix Fire. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's now uh, an assistant chief with Phoenix uh, uh, Chaplain Choa Son, who coincidentally okay. is our, our yeah. chaplain now. So it's yeah. a small it's a small world. So uh, let me tell you how small of a world it is. Chaplain Ochoa was my front-end manager when I worked at Smitty's. Oh, and it all ties That's, back to the grocery business. It, it does, man. It, it's crazy. He's the same guy, <laughs> same guy today other than being a chaplain. Same guy today that he was back when, and I was 14 and a half and I'll be 52 next month. So that kind of tells you just how long ago that was. Wow. Yeah. 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 Chaplain show is a great guy, great family. Um, but ironically, um, Ray Ochoa was, uh, kind of my, my inspiration. You know what? If, if this, this young guy can do it, you know, put his head down and get after it, I can do it. The problem was at the time I had, I had a wife and a couple of kids that uh, I had financial obligations to, so I had to navigate all of that. Um, well, and then the slide backwards. I mean, you were probably going like two-thirds of a pay cut, right, from what you were making. As oh, a, yeah, as it was pretty substantial, sure, yeah. yeah. And, and my wife and I talked about that and um, kind of tried to put ourselves in position to, um, you know, still – get by. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, fortunately, uh, for me, I got, uh, I got the family on board, got the green light to, to pursue that. So that's what I did. I, I went to GCC and, uh, took a hazmat class, I believe first, uh, because I kind of knew the, the order in, of classes and, and prereqs that I needed to even test. So I believe the, the hazmat was offered, uh, at that time was the first one. Um, and then the next semester was the EMT class. So I knocked those out, um, did my, my fire one and two at GCC 
and uh, made a lot of great relationships. Um, Spencer Inman and uh, Robbie Corcoran, both uh, Sun City West guys, were my instructors at the time. And, uh, you know, got to know them a little bit. And uh, T.J. McKay uh, here and there, John Zerby, all guys that were down at the college. And I kind of developed a little bit of rapport with them from attending class. And uh, <clears throat> and then uh, Sun City West had um, EMS vacancies. So I applied. And, uh, you know, I was applying everywhere at the time. I liked the Sun City West guys, but, you know, I was testing everywhere. And uh, I got an interview, and I'm sure you can tell now I'm not a, a real well-spoken guy. Um, probably far worse back then. And uh, I, they sat through my interview. I think I apologized for my closing statement for having to sit there and listen to me uh, ramble. But uh, th fortunately for me, I had to establish that I, I'm an okay guy and not this person that that's sitting across the table rambling like I am now. And uh, anyway, was fortunate enough to get uh, get hired uh, on EMS. Um, enjoyed that. A lot of fun. Uh, I couldn't believe, you know, coming from retail uh, to to this line of work that I was getting paid at the time because it was so much fun. Um, yeah, especially being a manager of a, of a grocery store. Right? Yeah, like you know, it, it's It's like, all customer service, but... The, if I understand it correctly, the uh, the pressure that you were put under to make sales quotas, make sure they had enough revenue coming in, right? Pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of pressure, just a lot of hours, right? Uh, five six days a week, you know, twelve hour days. Um, sometimes a lot longer than that. So I was very happy um, to to uh, start my career with Sun City West. Really enjoyed it. And then uh, I got some more good luck. Six months later, uh, there was a, a fire test. Uh, I scored well enough to to uh, get hired over on the fire side of the organization. And, uh, yeah, this led me to where I am today. Yeah, so, you know, I, when I, I talk to folks that are looking to get hired, I, I really recommend that they try to go to work for an agency that has an ambulance service back in the day. And Matt and I have talked about this in, in one of the uh, the previous podcasts that we that we recorded Back in the day, it was you had to work for a private ambulance company. You know, that was kind of your in, if you will, to get to know some of the folks in the fire department. I, just like you, I didn't have any family, you know, that was in the fire service before, so I kind of had to blaze my own path. Um, but the, the, I guess, advantage that our civilian employees have that work on the AMBO side of living in a fire station, working with crews, working out, eating, all the things you get to do back in the day, you only could do as a firefighter. Would you would you say that's a huge huge advantage? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I um, I've seen the way some of the uh, not not our not our organization, but some of the some of the agencies you know around the around the state, um, you know, they stand by your gurney, and and we certainly don't have any of that within uh, AFMA. And, and fortunately, I think most of the fire service has has gone away from that. But uh, as far as our organization, um, it's they're part of the crew. They're no different. The only difference is it says EMT or paramedic instead of you know firefighter on their shirt. So uh, yeah, they're they're part of the family, um, and uh, yeah, that's one thing that I'm proud of. And I think it it really ultimately results in better customer service delivery. You know because we operate so effectively and efficiently, and we know each other. Um, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to it. 
Yeah, it's huge, especially for somebody looking to take that step from being an EMT or medic then to become a firefighter. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what year did you go through the academy? That's where we, we stopped. I apologize. Uh, so I, I got picked up on EMS in 06, uh, hired uh, on the fire in 07. Um, and I, I don't remember what year I was promoted to engineer. Um, long, long enough ago that, that long, you can't remember uh, the date. <laughs> I think I still had hair uh, when I was promoted to engineer. And then uh, I've been up at 104 for about the last three years, which is off of uh, Happy Valley in uh, the 303 area. Very cool. Yeah. And and uh, you're also a trustee, right, with Local 3573. So what led you down that path? Uh, you know, I, I've always been uh, really involved. I, I've always uh, cared about our organization. You know, when we started out, we were three stations. And uh, it was a small kind of tight-knit group. Um, you know, we could see kind of being a fire district and the constraints that we had uh, with, with uh, revenue and and kind of our, our forecast that we needed to get more aggressive and um, see what options we had. And at the time, there were some county islands nearby that were being serviced by uh, a, a private fire company. And they, this, some, a couple of citizens actually approached uh, Sun City West and said, hey, we'd like to, we'd like to join your organization. So, you know, uh, at that time, the members were actually involved in going out and collecting the signatures required to make that happen. Um, so with that comes some, some pride and some ownership of, Hey man, like this is something that this is really neat to see our organization grow. So, um, to see where it's at today is, uh, not anything that I ever imagined. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, really exciting, uh, where we're at and honestly the potential for where we could be, you know, down the road. It's a really cool process you described where you were actually involved, you know, helping build it rather than it just kind of coming in and, and you guys just kind of took advantage of it. Yeah, you know, I, I, we were lucky that we had um, members within the organization that were like-minded and cared and realized that, you know, uh, this is our, for our family's future. And and by family, I mean, you know, their, their families and then their work family as well because that's, that's uh, what we are. So, uh, yeah, very fortunate because there, there's other uh, fire districts around the state that, you know, didn't have the ability to do that. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. yeah so, and I'll say uh, in the labor management uh, podcast, second podcast that we did, talked a little bit about the merger of the two locals. Once again, my hat's off to you guys. That whole process, just getting, you know, unanimous vote on both sides for that to happen. And I understand now it's it's tracking through the IFF process and more to come on that later. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they've got a, a, a long, uh, long history of, uh, you know, a strong, strong uh, local uh, in Buckeye Valley. And I'm excited to get some of those some of those smart dudes into uh, into our local and uh, ready to do some work for for uh, our members in the organization. Yeah, I think the labor management process, and, and you've probably seen a little bit of a change. You know, Chief Burdick had the opportunity to work for him in, a, in another agency and kind of got indoctrinated early on in my career to that process. Um, much more, um, you know, inclusive. We want everybody to be involved, want them to have a say. There's plenty of opportunity in all the committees. I know, uh, you know, I just interviewed Chief Fells a couple of weeks ago. That EMS committee just got got finalized, and and it's mixed of members from both organizations within Buckeye Valley as well. I mean, we're all AFMA now, but it looked like there was a fair representation on on both sides. 
Yeah, that, I think that's the way it should be um, because you're getting different perspectives. And I'll tell you, you're right about Chief Burdick. I am so impressed with the relationship that we have as as local with, uh, in particular, and with with AFMA. Um, uh, I have no complaints other than there's a ton of meetings, but uh, but that is a, a good problem to have um, being involved in in a lot of the day to day. Decisions um, that we had uh, previously, you know, uh, found out about after the fact. So, um, yes, it's been a pleasure having Chief Burdick. Uh, he truly does walk the walk when he says he believes in the RBO process. Hopefully, the the amount of meetings will decrease as we as we head down the path with the merger. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think between now and like June thirtieth, July first, it, it's just going to be a lot. Oh, I, I was kidding. I I, I, uh, I signed up for this. I, I'm I'm happy to uh, to represent you know the the members within the local, and uh, I'm I'm very uh, thankful to be able to have a voice for them. Very cool. Okay, so the last question I usually ask everybody that I interview: tell us one interesting or unique thing about yourself that people that you work with would not have any idea. Yeah, so I I cheated. I, I listened to a couple of the uh, actually I listen to every podcast. That's okay. You're not you're not going to you're not going to take their answer, right? If you take their answer, then uh, you're going to throw the penalty flag, right, Matt? Do you do you still have it? You're going to throw it right into the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Got it. okay. All right. Uh, so. One of the great things about uh, about our our business is we know each other really well. So there's, and I don't have like any skeletons in my closet or anything, anything uh, terribly exciting to share with with you. But uh, one thing that a lot of people probably don't know because it's fairly new is uh, I've become a Formula One fan. Um, which right. is racing? Okay, uh, which which team though? I, I got it. so are you talking Netflix or are you talking like? Well, see that that's oh, how it's, that. that's honestly how it started. Okay. Uh, Captain Ian Dunbar uh, used to like re- record everything that is up on the on the DVR, mm-hmm. you know, at the station. And I'd give him a hard time about that. Who watches that stuff, right? Uh, and then I found myself. Uh, I, I got the uh, I got the old COVID. And I was down and out. And I was looking for something to watch, so I watched this Drive to Survive series on. Did, yep. you, did you binge it? Oh yeah. Like how many how it, many seasons did you? Binge? It, it got, well, I'm caught up to date. Okay. But at the time, I think there was, uh, I think there was a couple, two three seasons out, and I yeah. I went through those pretty quickly. Um, but that got me kind of into the sport, and I found myself watching races, and it's pretty darn entertaining. So a lot of people don't know that. Uh, pretty much anybody that knows me knows I like sports. Uh, I could talk sports all day, but uh, this F1 development's fairly new. And I know it's not that exciting, but uh, it's really kind of one of the few things I could think about that people wouldn't be able to guess about me, maybe. so. Very cool. So I, I, I did not binge them due to COVID, but I might have binged them also just to, uh, <laughs> to catch up. So who, Okay, so who's your, who, at least for that series, who is your, uh, who's your favorite team? Uh, it's, that's a tough one. Uh, man, it's... Red Bull so good, so I kind of I, I almost kind of root against them because they're so good, right? Yeah. Uh, so, plus their manager, he's yeah. he's kind of a little cocky, right? He, I mean, he is. Yeah. He is. But uh, I mean, he is, he is married to Ginger Spice, so they're right. Not, yeah. He's he's doing okay in life, so I guess yeah. Uh, he's a little cocky. I, I like uh, Carlos Sainz a lot. He seems like a, a pretty humble guy, relatively speaking. To those uber rich folks that that drive those billion dollar cars or 
uh, whatever they cost. It's out, it's an outrageously expensive sport. But uh, if I had to pick one, I, I would say probably Ferraris. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Their, yeah. their manager is far more laid back, right? Yeah. Um, their team seems to be doing, at least they did really good in the, in the last season. So I guess we'll see see how it all shakes out. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I enjoy it. Yeah. Did you did you know how much they make? So I happened to look it up because, you know, they talked about the million, like each of the, the championship, um, the uh, the creator, I can't remember what it's called, but, you know, the, the ultimate championship for the team. Each one, each point is worth a million dollars. Oh, wow. Okay. So constructor's Cup, yeah. The Constructor's Cup, thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And so then the driver gets a portion of that, you know, the manager, and then break it down to, like, each team member. Um, but uh, Max, uh, the, the Red Bull driver, uh, he made, and, and I'll get this wrong, but, like, $42 million one year, $30 million over the last three years, and then, like, $20 million the year before just for, for one season of racing. So Not bad. It's, yeah, I mean, but when you think in comparison, because I did just see a – a D-backs player is uh, currently negotiating a contract for 111 million. That'll be a multi-year contract, but when you think about it, those race car drivers could literally die. You know, racing versus baseball. I, I don't think that's going to necessarily happen. But yeah, that's true. I'm excited about them signing Corbin Carroll. I'm glad you brought that's that up. who it was. That's, yeah, that's, there yeah, you go. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good news for the Diamondbacks. He's he's fun to watch. He's going to be good. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, so he got to throw two interesting things in an in interview. <laughs> yeah. And so just one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if we're going to be able to find anything interesting, but, uh, you know, I, I look forward to, to meeting uh, the folks that I haven't yet. Um, I, I'm really excited. I think there's going to be a, a lot of opportunity for a lot of people, and uh, ultimately it's going to result in us uh, delivering a better product to our customers, and uh, I'm super excited about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we wrap up? Uh No. I apologize uh, for for being late. I got uh, I got stuck in traffic, but uh, thank you for uh, thank you for waiting for me and uh, not beating me up too bad for for being late. No, absolutely. I, I think the <laughs> meeting that you had prior to this interview was was slightly important. It was pretty important. It was yeah. a big one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, and the traffic, I, I get it. I mean, that is the uh, the one challenge with. Uh, I think our studio is good. The equipment's solid. Matt and Matt and Abraham do an amazing job. But it is a little bit of a drive, you know, from administration out here. So definitely, definitely get the delay. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on AFMA 360. Be safe, and I hope you have a great day. 